evening About the time for daylight to die Each evening Long about when night time is nigh Comes a feeling Such a lonely feeling You're listening to Tales of the Text Headphone Drama Secrets And Plot Twists This week's episode is called The Teddy Bear Jason's Room That Evening Jason is sitting on his bed with his head buried in his history book, listening to music on his cell phone. Suddenly, his phone vibrates loudly, and the notification light blinks. Jason tries to ignore the phone when it vibrates again and again. Who blowing my phone up? Jason unlocks the phone and looks at his text messages from Sasha. Jason, are you there? Jason. Jason texts her back. Yeah, I'm here. What up? I need you to come over right now. Why? What's wrong? I just need you here right now. Jason puts his phone in his back jeans pocket. He goes to his closet and grabs his jacket and hat. That night at Sasha's house, Jason gets off the bus and jogs the rest of the way to Sasha's house. He quickly runs up the porch stairs and rings the doorbell. Jason patiently waits about a few minutes before Sasha answers the door. Sasha is dressed in a tank top and skinny jeans. What's going on? Sasha looks annoyed. Nothing's going on. Then why did you text me to tell me to come over? It was a mistake. I must have been sleep texting or something. Sasha tries to close the door. Jason stops her by pushing the door open with his hand. The tone of those messages didn't sound like nothing. Sasha, who is that at the door? No one, Dad. Just some kids playing with the doorbell. Jason looks at Sasha, totally confused at her reply. Sasha closes the door, pushing Jason in his hand and jolting him backwards. Jason turns to leave, but stops when he hears the door open behind him. Jason turns around to find Mr. Phillips at the door. Jason, what are you doing at this time of night? Nothing, coach. Just a miscommunication. With whom? With Sasha. Really? How so? She must have been sleep texting me accidentally, and I thought she wanted me to come see her. Hmm, oh, Really? All right, sorry about all that misunderstanding. Go ahead home and get you some rest, man. You've got practice tomorrow afternoon. All right, night, coach. Mr. Phillips closes the door. The next day, Jason walks into school with a jovial and confident stride. He spots Sasha by her locker. She's dressed in a light-colored turtleneck on the hottest day of spring. Jason walks up to her. What was that about? It was nothing, just a simple miscommunication. Jason raises an eyebrow at her. Can I walk you to class? Nah, but thanks. I got this. Sasha walks away holding her books tightly. Jason turns and continues down the hallway towards his locker. After school and gym, basketball practice has just started. Jason and several other basketball players are running drills on the basketball court. Coach Phillips is blowing a whistle to sound the start of each drill. Sasha enters the gym with her book bag and coat and sits down on the bleachers. Jason notices her while doing his drills, but tries to continue to focus on training. After about 15 minutes of running drills, Coach Phillips sounds a long whistle. All right, you guys have earned yourselves a break. All the players go to the bleachers and sit down to have a cold bottle of Gatorade. Jason grabs his Gatorade and sits next to Sasha. Hey. Hey. So what are you doing here? You hate basketball anyway. My dad said he'd give me a ride home after practice. 
That's crazy. You live walking distance from the school. He wants to make sure I make it home safely. I could walk you home, though. No, he wants to do it. He always has to make sure he has control over me. Coach Phillips sees Jason interacting with his daughter. He instinctively sounds the whistle to resume practice. All the players whine over their short break and gather to resume practice. The next day, Jason walks into the school like he normally does. He walks over to Sasha's locker, but Sasha is nowhere to be found. Jason continues to his locker to put his things away and grab his history book. Later, Jason runs into Coach Phillips passing through the hallway. He stops him for a quick chat. Hey, Coach, is Sasha here today? No, she's not feeling too well, so she decided to stay at home today. Oh, dang, that's crazy. I hope she feel better. I appreciate it. Coach Phillips leaves and walks toward the teacher's lounge. Jason goes to his locker and pulls out his cell phone from his jacket. He texts Sasha. Hey, girl, why you not in school today? I'm a little under the weather. You know, it's flu season. I'll be at school tomorrow, though. All right, feel better soon. Thanks, Jay. Jason quickly puts away his cell phone before he's noticed and heads to the lunchroom. After school at Sasha's house, Jason is standing at Sasha's door with a bag of hot chicken and rice soup and crackers he got from a local diner. He rings the doorbell. Moments later, Sasha enters the door. She's wearing a jacket and a tank top. Jason can see the hint of bruising on the shoulder of her tank strap. Hey, I got you some soup. Why aren't you at practice? Dad would be furious if his star player isn't at practice. Yeah, well, my sick girlfriend is far more important than some crazy basketball practice. There'd be others. Sasha laughs. Jason takes her the bag of soup. Sasha takes the soup and closes the door. Jason stops the door with his hand again. Wait, I thought since I did a noble deed that I can come in. Sasha overreacts. No, you can't come in while my dad isn't here. Jason looks confused. Since when? We used to hang out all the time while your old man was away. What's going on? You've been acting really strange lately. First the text, acting distant, and missing school. You don't even look remotely sick, by the way. I'm acting the same as I always have. You're the one acting weird, questioning my every move and trying to get me in trouble. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I just want to see you. My fault. Yeah, well, thank you for the soup, but I gotta go. Sasha shuts the door in his face again. Jason steps away. Jason to himself. Something going on here. That night in Jason's room, Jason is Googling spy stores and surveillance teddy bears. He comes across this sweet-looking brown bear that looks perfect for an undercover job. He clicks to buy it and orders the teddy bear with express shipping. Days later... Jason opens a brown package containing his teddy bear. Jason sets up the teddy cam and makes sure it pairs with his computer. Jason smiles triumphantly when he sees that everything works perfectly on his computer. That day at high school, Sasha is at her locker grabbing her math book for her next class when suddenly Jason shows up in front of her with flowers and the teddy bear. Sasha is genuinely shocked and happy to see the gifts. Oh, what's all this? This is my apology, Bill. Make up for being an idiot for the past few days. Sasha smiles and takes the teddy bear and flowers. A far distance down the hallway, Coach Phillip sees Sasha getting the flowers. His nostrils are flaring and he scoffs off down the hallway to the men's room. Later, 
after school at the gym. At basketball practice, Coach Phillips is training the players extra hard and even more so for Jason. As a matter of fact, Coach appears to be picking on Jason more than everyone else. Come on, Jason, pick up the pace. My grandmother can get her knees up higher than that. Jason is confused as to why Coach is being so hard on him. Nonetheless, Jason continues on with practice. That night, in Jason's room, Jason turns on his computer and watches the live feed of the teddy bear. He can see that Sasha has placed the teddy bear and flowers in the living room of the house. Coach is sitting on the couch watching college basketball while continuously peering over at the teddy bear. Jason nervously watches, hoping that he doesn't figure out his teddy cam. Meanwhile, that same night at Sasha's house in the living room, Coach looks at the teddy bear and up at the ceiling. Sasha, get your ass down here right now. Coach listens to Sasha's feet quickly moving across the ceiling and down the stairs to the living room. Yeah, Dad? Why in the hell is Jason giving you all these gifts? He's my boyfriend, Dad. That's what they do. Whoa, little lady. Who the hell you think you're talking to like that? Sasha looks remorseful and worried. I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't mean it. Boys just don't give gifts to girls for nothing. Did you kiss him? Have you screwed him? Are you fucking him in my house? Sasha looks confused. No, Dad, never. We would never do that. Don't lie to me, girl. I know you let him in the house when I'm not here. I saw the chicken soup that he brought over to you. I remember that just intentionally so I could bring this up and ask you about it later. So don't you dare lie to me again. Did you let that boy in my house? No, Dad, he just dropped the soup off and left. Coach gets up and unbuckles his belt. He pulls it through the belt loops of his pants and wraps a small third of it around his wrist. Sasha starts to cry profusely. I go, I'm tired of this bullshit. I done told you, do not lie to me. No, Dad, please, I'm not lying, I swear. Coach walks over to Sasha and grabs her by the hand. That night in Jason's room, tears run down Jason's face as he watches in horror as Sasha is being beaten by her father. Her shouts of pain and fear echo in Jason's ears and he can no longer stand to watch. Jason grabs his jacket and runs downstairs and out of the door. Meanwhile, at Sasha's house, Jason runs up the porch and frantically beats on the front door like a madman. Coach Phillips answers the door and is shocked to see Jason standing there in slow motion. Jason sucker punches Coach and pushes him from the door. Jason, stop! No, no, too late for that little lady. He about to get his ass whooped. I'm finna kill you, old man. Uh-uh, no, no. Get off of Dad, me! Dad, put the gun down! Move! No! Coach Phillips is now being handcuffed and ushered away from the scene by officers. Sasha is wrapped in a gray blanket, sitting on the stairs in the living room, also being questioned by officers. Sasha and Jason watch Coach being escorted from the house by the officers and into a police car parked outside. Jason walks over to Sasha just as the officers finish questioning her. Sasha grabs Jason's hand and holds it gently. You good? Better that you're here now. After the This is After the Text, which is the part of the podcast where we talk about the subject matter of what you just listened to. And this particular story was called The Teddy Bear. 
So my question to everyone is, what would you do if you really were dating someone whose father was abusive? Um, or if you had a friend you knew whose father was abusive physically? Well, if I was in this particular situation, I would say something. I wouldn't, you know, try to hide it, not go to school, thick clothes, everything. I would definitely tell my boyfriend, if anybody. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, like, to, to, like, just to go through it. I've never been through it, but if it was to happen to me, I wouldn't know really how I would react because... Like abuse is like a whole different level of violence, when it, especially if it's domestic. So it's it's real different. I don't know what I would do. And Mike is a dad. Like, what what are your thoughts if you know <laughs> you not being the character, so to speak? Yeah. But if you knew that a young lady was being abused by her father, or well, you know, I have a a, a strong issue with that. You know, I think. Um, men that do that period daughters to anybody any woman um they're lesser of a man they're punks you know so i have a serious issue i have a four-year-old daughter i have a 14-year-old daughter and as we talk about at the end of the scene um you know uh if it was flipped and it was somebody abusing my daughter they would have a gun i mean with, without question you know i'm gonna catch a case you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lay, you're not gonna really lay your hands on any woman around me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just don't tolerate it. You know, um, I was by a friend's house and her boyfriend, um, the daughter of a friend of mine, her boyfriend is somewhat verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And I told, her, I said, don't let him talk that around me. I yeah. said he's gonna, I'm gonna tell up your mama's house. I said because I, I'm not gonna tolerate it. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's a, it's a different, you know, and, and it's probably a little bit harder for me to get into that script because I, you know, I'm not gonna go there. But right. Um, but no, it's just it's just, you can't. Do it. I just don't believe in it at all. Yeah, it's, it, it's any type of abuse, verbal, physical, physical, yeah, yeah, mental. It, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, and it all to me, it really all falls onto the male population because we have to set the tone, like with everybody. Yeah, you know, we bring it to the world, like every male or female, because it can happen. Either or So I feel like It's up to us Like even with fathers And stuff like that It's up to them To set the tone With their sons And stuff like that To tell them like Abuse is wrong And they should know How to treat a woman Mm -hmm. You agree? Yes Mm -hmm. I agree Okay Well that was our Short version of After the text And I forgot to Introduce my guests They are Casey Coda And my boy Mike I went to high school with um, That acted the characters And had a little fun today So I want to thank them for participating And we want to thank you as the listeners And if you want to find out more about Tales of the Text Go to www.talesofthetext.com If you want to submit a script idea If you want to voice a character Or if you want to support us Definitely visit us at www.talesofthetext.com Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.